Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Good evening, After Buzzers. We are here at the After Buzz TV studios discussing everything American Horror Story Season 4. I am your host for the evening, David Skifalitti, joined by my lovely, talented co-hosts, Jillian Left. Hey, guys. And Oriana Leo. Hello. Sarah couldn't make it tonight. Um, she got stuck in traffic. LA traffic. Typical. Typical. I mean, tra- I said traffic was bad earlier, and then you guys were like, I made it here a regular time. It happens. <laughs> it depends where you're coming from. I know. But sometimes That's it really true. is like the zombie apocalypse out there. I think tonight it was. So you, can, are, so you can tweet Sarah on the go. Yeah. Yes. And be like... Tell her that you miss her. Um, leave work earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's episode, episode six... Titled Bullseye. Appropriately titled Bullseye. Yeah. Very appropriately titled Bullseye. Um, sort of like a filler. Nah. That's what I said. Walking yeah. away from it, I, I, you know, I was obviously out last week and I got to watch the episode from the comfort of my own couch. Mm. And I just, I really liked last week's episode. And this week, I get that they needed to tell part of the story, but nothing really happened. And I feel like this is going to happen maybe every two or three episodes. It was a really good episode, Mm -hmm. though. I mean, it wasn't like it was the story was bad or like the story lagged or anything like that. It was just nothing as exciting as last week. And I think that's the problem. I think after last season of Coven Mm -hmm. being so exciting every single week, I mean, I... Mm -hmm. There were so few expository episodes that were just storytelling mm-hmm. that I think I'm getting used to the pace now. Where I'm enjoying the slower pace, I'm enjoying the story. I could use a little more excitement, but it, I'm okay with it. The pace. The pace. Yes. Okay, yeah. sorry, okay. you lost me. No, I'm okay with the okay. pace of it. Okay. You know, I would love for it to be a different show than it really is, but I'm trying to love it for what it is. As would I, but I think I'm with you on that. Um, I'm sort of getting used to the pace as well. Mm-hmm. Even though I do expect more from the creators of the show. I do expect more from Ryan Murphy. And I mean, there were a couple, like, nail-biting moments tonight. Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll get into those, but... Don't you think, though, that because, like, we're saying this, there's going to end up being, like, the last three or four episodes are going to be heart attacks? Right. Because yeah. they do this of to course. us. You know, as soon as they we think that we've set our expectation, they change it. Right. And what do we have left? Four more episodes before we take... Uh, a break for the winter. Yes. Yeah. You know, there has been so much hype surrounding this, and I know that we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. 
I am scared of everything. Like when <laughs> I <laughs> when I go home, I check all of the doors, all of the closets You're under crazy. my bed. I'm not scared this season, and yeah. I and I don't know if it's because I've fallen in love with Dandy as a character, and mm-hmm. I find sympathy in the villains. Mm-hmm. Like last season. I was terrified when when they did things. The Minotaur man yes. was terrifying. And and I just I don't know like what is wrong with me. I see that's so interesting cuz last season I wasn't afraid of anything and I'm sort of more afraid of the things that are happening in this season only mm-hmm. because last season um had a supernatural element to it. Like yeah. we all know, we all sort of know that witches aren't real. Even though we all wish they were. Mhm. But these, <laughs> you laugh, we all want to be Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this season, these people are real people. Are real people and could be out there. There could be some great looking guy running around killing people with a smile on his face. Well, that is more frightening to me. It is frightening, but they're really humanizing these characters. Yeah, they really are. So much so that I agree. I mean, I, I feel very sorry for Elsa. I'm disgusted by her, but I feel sorry for her, you know. And with Dante, same thing. Like, I feel badly for him for this compulsion he can't escape. But you just want to kiss him, kind of. Well, <laughs> David, I think you want to kiss him, but who doesn't? Um, no, doesn't I, I, I don't know, him. guys. Like, fans, are you feeling this way too? I, I feel like I'm a weirdo. Everyone says this is the scariest season yet. You're going to it's be not, terrified. It's not. not yet. Not yet. I mean, we'll I will be hope... biting our tongues later. Yeah. Listen, I would love a squeamish moment. I mean, last, you know, during Coven, David used to make fun of me all the time because I would cover my <laughs> eyes scream. during all of the scenes and scream. <laughs> and this season, really, I think the only time I've covered my eyes is during tonight's episode when the wheel was spinning and I thought I was going to barf. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. Okay, well, let's talk about the wheel since you brought it up. Yes. Okay, so tonight's episode titled Bullseye, Elsa's starting to create her... The Elsa Mars Variety Hour. There you go, Variety Hour. She's starting to create her show, and she decides that she wants to pull the spinning bullseye out to take a turn at it and bring it onto live television. She needs to spice up her act. I mean, Mm -hmm. look what happened last week. She got booed and stuff was thrown at her. Well, I mean, we haven't really seen Elsa do much but sing, so I was... And have sex. Yes. So... What other talents does she have? And apparently she used to be able to throw knives at the spinning wheel with... Oh, I think she still can. Well, yes. <laughs> I think she knows... I think she is very she good at it. Exactly and I don't think do. she ever hit someone unintentionally. No, and it's very telling at the beginning of the episode in her voiceover when the people are spinning on the wheel. We mm-hmm. see... Who did we see? We saw Jimmy on there. We saw Esmeralda, and we saw Paul. Mm, we saw we saw pretty much everyone Everybody. on the wheel. Yeah. What's her face? The pinhead. Pinheads, yeah. Pepper. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, she in her VO it says uh, she said be willing to destroy anyone or anything to keep the gods in check. Mm-hmm. So, and we already know she's gotten rid of the twins. We mm-hmm. she got rid of Bet and Dot, and so she's ready to step over. And on anybody and everyone, mm-hmm. if they're going to get in her way of stardom. It's so crazy, though, because, you know, I I have met people like Elsa where they are compulsive liars that they, they tell themselves things to make it a truth. 
I've never looked at her like that. And oh. she is so caught up in herself. In her story. In her story and, you know, making it this, you know, epic thing that she has told herself that the twins left. She has told herself that. She believes her own lies. She believes yeah. all of her own lies. I mean, Mind-blowing. Like, my mind is exploding right now. Because I've never thought of Elsa as a as a compulsive liar. I just thought she was a good liar. I mean, I don't think she can help it. And, like, she's such a good actress that everyone just believes what she says. But maybe you're right. Well, we've seen different... We saw different layers of her this episode. You know, we, we talked about the wheel already. So uh-huh. we know that she has a skill other than singing. <laughs> we know that she has the relationship with Paul the Seal. Which came out of left field. I didn't, I yeah, didn't see that. Not at all. Not at all. So we know that she at least has the urges. You know, she's not all about herself. She, 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 she needs is, to feel. She, but she's besides the stage. power. Yeah. Everything is a power grab. Do you know what I mean? Like, she has mm. to put everyone down. The wheel is a is total power grab, right? Well, her birthday week. Her birthday yeah. week. They're celebrating her birthday week. Everyone lines up to give her gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my she God. I, I, know, I know girls like that, too. Get over it. <laughs> and, <laughs> right? He doesn't and know people Paul, like that. She, or her being like, oh, don't you dare fall in love. And he's like, mm, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm totally not in love with you. He doesn't say that. But her delude, she's so deluded. But she exposes mm. him herself to him because we see in the bed that she doesn't have her legs on. Yeah. She feels safe. Hmm. That's the only thing that threw me off. Because, yes, <laughs> it's a power trip, and, and, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But when they did the wide shot and her legs weren't on, I thought, you know, how is she okay with this vulnerability? Because How is she still maintaining her power so with the my, vulnerability? I love that question. And I, my response would be because she feels superior. Even though she doesn't have the legs, she's with someone that she feels safe enough with because she feels superior. Also, I think I have a funny feeling that everyone knows right. about her disability. Um I got hella nervous when she started pushing people around in the barn, though. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to fall over. <laughs> she's going to fall That's over. That's another Like, why hasn't something like that happened yeah. yet in the season? I mean, she was pushing it pretty will. hard. It will, right? It will. And it'll sure. bring her down. Yeah. Just a couple notches. I mean, because that's so, sort of something that we need from her. I mean, we did see some vulnerability from her tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen her lowest of low yet. Well, no, she has not saw, hit rock. We saw a pretty low low when she was begging for her death from Edward Mordrake. Mm-hmm. That was low, but that I don't think that was low enough. I don't think so either. I think she can still go a couple more notches. I mean, her fame means the most to her, so mm-hmm. I think that her lowest of low is going to be a blow to her ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, probably finding out that this TV show doesn't exist. And it was <laughs> oh, all yeah. Con. She... <laughs> Right. right. Gonna bring her because, the TV show's right. fake. Yeah. Or she's the, everything on that. Or if Kathy Bates ends up killing her with her own bare hands. I would love to see so that. So would I. Like she threatened in this episode. <laughs> and notice notice Elsa's power play, too. You know, saying to Ethel, you were like the sister I never had. And Ethel's like, I can kind of see right through you. Yeah. And I'm going to kill you when I find out that you're a liar. Well... She sort of reminds me of one of those people that you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. And she knows that Elsa is, you know, the hand that feeds her. Mm-hmm. But she's ready to do 
anything to protect her people. And she's smart. I she's mean, very she's smart, smart by doing that because you don't want to get on, on Elsa's bad side, Correct. right? So, she, and she's so deluded. She thinks that anyone that brings her a piece of cake must love her. You know, she cannot see the shades of gray Mm-mm. of what's going on with her with her freaks. And, and you well, know, I mean, you have to think about it. Also, one of the gifts that she got was Mon Petit. Like that was a gift for her. I know. How dehumanizing. Very dehumanizing. She was sitting on the bed while they had sex. Yeah, that was a little weird. Like that is weird. Bring me my cuddle. I was so confused by that. I was like, was she sitting in the room while they did it? It looked like it. It did look like that. I mean, we've seen weirder things on the show. There was like an orgy with opium and it was filmed and then Elsa was casually watching it at a tent by herself. You know, it's like that to me was okay, well, Whatever. <laughs> no, you. Right. I didn't think twice about it. They dressed Mon Petit up as a hot water bottle, put her in a in a box, and said, Thank "I'll you. keep you warm." She's like, "Oh, my own little personal hot water bottle." When I had a Chihuahua, warm. God rest her soul, my little mm-hmm. Stella, I called her my little hot water bottle because she's tiny and she kept me warm at night. That was her. That was her purpose. But this isn't a dog; it's a person. A little person. I don't know. I think that even though we know that Ethel's days are numbered, I feel like. Uh, Elsa's days are numbered as well too because oh yeah I forget that from from Ethel's threat tonight I think that there were legs to that threat and really no pun intended yeah (laughs) um, Ethel is a woman who is going to you know sort of like live her life up until the moment she passes Mm. and if this is something you know she's she's gonna live with no regrets you know she's gonna die anyway so she might as well go out swinging do whatever she has to do. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I just thought about that. It's very interesting. Yeah. The dynamic between Paul and Elsa, I thought, was another super interesting, um, what's it called? Relationship? Thank you. <laughs> and, and kind of surprising. Like, very surprising. I loved getting to know Paul better. I yeah. loved getting to know him better. And I thought it was very interesting that he would put himself into bed with the devil, um, so to speak, mm-hmm. but then have this sort of side relationship that we also didn't know about at all with Penny Gummer, as I'm going to refer to her. <laughs> because at first I was like, we don't even know this girl's name. We just know the actress's name. I'm like, this character who was the... Nurse Penny. She wasn't even a nurse. Or she she was, like was like a candy striper. Okay. She was just a volunteer at right. the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, where did, where has she been? She was there the first episode. Now she's back in the sixth. Apparently Paul and Penny have been having a secret relationship on the side. No, no sex her. since the, since the opium den though. Oh, right. They Cause haven't. he wants, he wants her to know he him on a personal thing. level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we even got her backstory, which I was like, how is she going to fit in? Because obviously they're, they're revealing this controlling father who carries a shotgun, mm-hmm. who holds it up to his daughter's head and threatens to shoot her. Like, clearly mm-hmm. something is not right here. Well, he seems a little rapey to me. Yeah, that he That is very, does. like, far yeah. to... No, I was praising like, for oh. it to happen when he got his, on his <laughs> knees and put his hands on her shoulders in that in that scene of I'm your father. And I, I was waiting for it to happen safe. also. I was like, this is a rape, this is a rape moment. Yeah. And I went, some, looks like from We'll Talk and Predictions, mm-hmm. there's one coming. Right, well... And also, just while we're talking about Paul, because (laughs) he had a lot of, um, you know, he had a lot of great scenes in this episode. We had talked before when the the people of Jupiter were on the freak side Mm -hmm. when Jimmy saved them, and now we're starting to see the shift back Mm -hmm. to where the store owner 
is siding with Dandy. The father knows that she is in love with a freak, so she, so he wants you know a normal guy for her or a normal life for her. Um, I knew it was going to come back. Yeah. Well, Paul is going. He goes to the drugstore to buy Penny a gift. Her perfume. Her perfume, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bizarre. Why? I think it's sweet. Has it. Yeah, but he wants to give her more. Okay, well, whatever. He's going to give her more. <laughs> and Dandy's also there buying presents for Bet and Dot. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I understand um, I'm going to sort of side with the shop, the shop owner. Only because, okay, so you have two customers who are quarreling. One who's buying several items, one who's buying one. Who do you want to keep happy? Well, Especially was, in the 1950s, you want to keep the person who's purchasing more stuff easy happy. Easy way out. It is an easy way out. Plus, I'm pretty, you know, I'm sure they know who Dandy is. Yeah. Right. I'm sure they know who his family is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I mean, they know those are deep pockets. Right. Look how quick the store owner ran back to find another hairbrush for him. Exactly. And it doesn't even, he doesn't even sh- take offense. I'm sure yeah. he does, but he's more afraid of Dandy to we'll do whatever he says. Right. I don't think there's really an option. I mean, it's not nice and it, it, it is a terrible thing, yeah. but you know. Paul's gonna go to Woolworths. Not that that, <laughs> they got ice cream. Ironically, I, mean, I see what you're saying from a business perspective, mm-hmm. but still, get all the sales you can. Well, yeah, take there his you money, go, give true. him the perfume, and tell him to leave. Like, come on. That's also true. <laughs> well, you know, it's all about saving face. It is all about saving face. Anyway, at well, the end of the day, while we're on the subject of Paul, mm-hmm, so obviously Elsa finds out that Paul is. Because with another of the perfume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sneaky sneaky. Sneaky sneaky. Well Elsa apparently has a very strong sense of smell. <laughs> Maybe. Or Paul just hasn't bathed. Or it's just you know. Maybe cheap he was perfume. at the store and it like spilled on him a little bit or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Seems like that perfume lasts for a really long time, but Elsa smells it. Well we've only seen him in the same uh Outfit. Tank top yeah. and brown pants. Since day one, though. Since day one. So that could smell horrible, for all we know. Maybe, yeah, he probably bathed in it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he was at the store, he tested it. Probably, or they sprayed yes. it on him or something. Who knows? Maybe we didn't get to see that. But Elsa smells it and calls him out. And then they get into this big fight. And she confronts the freak. He confronts yeah. her yeah. and calls her out. Well, he calls her out on her crap because, you know what? The girls are missing and she's the only one who doesn't seem to care. Oh, mm-hmm. the perfume is called Venetian Romance. Yes. I love that. <laughs> well, And he even says the only reason we're here is to serve your deceitful and demonic soul. Mm-hmm. Which, a little strong for the the hand that feeds you. Right. I think he's totally right. But also a little, there's a little truth to that. There's a lot of truth to it. I just think... He made a mistake in the sense of she's not someone that you want to confront in that manner. I think he needed an out. <laughs> he just and, needed to vent. Like whatever, he got stabbed. But <laughs> he's probably gonna die. But he got what he wanted, didn't he? Yes. Uh, you know, the girl is Penny is now by his side, and yes. Elsa could give two craps about him. And that's true, I guess. He needed to end the relationship. I think he was planning on doing it anyway, and that's why he said all of those things Probably. because he realized I have this wonderful girl that I want to get to know, and she wants to run away with me. So I need to stop doing this to Elsa because I do think that he cares about her. I mean, she rescued him from whatever obscurity he was in before. Mm-hmm. So I think it just really turned into something that he wasn't expecting. And I don't know if he was 
prepared for her reaction. No, I don't think he was. I don't think anyone was because everyone I feel like, yes, they're weary and they're afraid of the fact that Bet and Dot are missing and they have a feeling that Elsa had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But she sort of rescued everyone. But she's kind of like that that scary parent, like the parent that has the bad temper. Mm-hmm. Where they all love her and they're grateful for her, but the, you saw how everybody cowered. I mean, they're really afraid of her. Yeah. And also, okay, so yeah. when Paul volunteers to go on the wheel, mm-hmm. I kind of thought for a minute that maybe he knew he might be going to his death. He definitely did. You think so? He told her, be sure not to miss. Yeah. And then she said, oh, I always miss. Right. So he knew, I, I had a feeling that he knew that that was going to happen. I kind of did too. And I felt like she, I mean, it was obvious that she knew mm-hmm. what she was doing. But like, he was so resigned to like knowing that it probably wouldn't work out with Penny or I don't know. Did, did he feel like he deserved it? Possibly. For what he did? Maybe. It's possible. It's possible that he thinks that he deserved to get stabbed for what he said to her and for cheating on her mm. or not cheating. What did she call it? She said, um... Well, they were just lovers, and he was not to fall in love, so... Right, but he... She said something very specific. Let me see if I can find it. Chat amongst yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I... I hope he pulls through, because they've already lost, you know, Meep, and obviously they're still heartbroken over that. They're distraught that Paul is injured, obviously. I mean, they don't participate in any of Elsa's birthday celebrations because they all do know that Elsa did that. I mean, they must. That She took such a pause. It was, it was, the, it was the grandeur. She took, she took this grand pause it's right before she was about to do it, oh. took a deep breath, and then did it. She and knew what she was doing. She also smiled afterwards. Yeah. Yes. A big, huge grin before and, she start, puts the act on. Mm-hmm. And she didn't call the doctors. Yeah. And then decides that the, she thinks that the bullseye is too exciting for a live audience. She did what she had to do. She did what she had to do. Did you find Moving what you were on. looking for? I didn't. Okay. I don't know. She did say something specific, though. Someone's going to tweet it to me. But I mean, look, it's a, it's a deferment tactic. Now everyone is concerned about Paul, so they're not really mm-hmm. worrying about Ben and Dot, except mm-hmm. for Jimmy, who shows up at Dandy and Gloria's house. Uh, and finds them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Only because Paul told Jimmy yeah. that he saw Dandy at the And we saw the drugstore. A, a lobster slap. Jimmy slaps him in the face. I totally missed that because I was writing something down. You know, he's saying, like, he's telling him what is, he, you know, Paul's telling him what he thinks is going on. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy defends her and doesn't believe it. He's just like, listen, you're not a freak enough to really understand what's going on here, to really see it for what it really is. Because he was kind of saying, like, because you can pass. All he has to do is put gloves on and he can pass. Right. And, you know, you're not really seeing the true side of this. And he slaps, he lobster slaps him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, Jimmy, tonight, we didn't get to see a lot of him, but what we did see Uh, of him... Please. Fans, his face looked weird. His face looked very strange. His makeup was too dark. It wasn't quite a dirty face. It It was just like a bronzed face. Well, at first you were like, is his face just dirty? And we were like, no, it just doesn't match his neck. It like gave me weird flashbacks of when I got my first spray tan in high school. Yes. And like you don't wipe it off all the way because you're like, oh, it's better if it all stays on. That 
<laughs> that's how I yeah. felt. Isn't that how it works? So yeah. I was a little distracted by that to really, was really pay attention distra- to anything that, that Jimmy was about this episode. Well, he didn't do much. No, it reminds me of those like old MTV spring breaks where the the like meatheads would put the bronze on the face before they go oh, out dancing. Yeah. Like that's what I look like. I don't know what you're talking oh. about. I'm from New Jersey. The guys in the yeah, club see? wear bronzer. Betrayed. Bronzer. See, John tweeted it to me. Thanks, Paul John. betrayed Elsa. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> betrayed. Betrayal. Didn't cheat, but betrayed. Yes. Um, um, so back to Jimmy. Back to Jimmy. Um, we do find out that, uh, you know, Esmeralda figures a way out of her mess sort by running of. away with Jimmy, or she is thinking, this is going to be the easiest thing, so let's just do it. Well, Stanley wants Jimmy's lobster claws. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want Jimmy dead, per se. He no. just wants the hands. How mm-hmm. weird. Well, I mean, he's only going to get money for the hands anyway. Yeah. Right? Plus, you don't need the whole person. It's all about the economy. Like- right, and how are you going to transport it? Yes. Well, he did say in the episode that he they have to they have to kill him because he said I'm not going to take his hands I'm not just going to take his hands like he'll be dead when I take his hands well yeah because Esmeralda's concerned about all the blood right he's like well he's going to be dead then you bleed him out and then you cut the hands off I'm kind of like I don't know I feel like I'm over Stanley like I'm just I'm sort of over him too we have a relationship with these freaks now and every time one of their lives is threatened like when when Mon Petit when they did the Whatever that was, the daydream. It was a fantasy. I oh, have Lord. come to believe that everything that Stanley is involved in is a fantasy, a fantasy because mm. we were all so. That was so upsetting. It that was, was really this, upsetting to the, watch them put Montpetit into that giant vase or jar or whatever, and, and then fill it and drown her. Yeah, horrifying. Yeah, that was the scariest horrifying. part of this whole episode to me. Yeah. It really ups- like it upset me. See, that's what I'm saying. This is frightening because these are real people. Yeah, innocent people. Yeah, innocent. And that's the same people. thing with Meep. Meep was innocent and yeah. he died. And if they do take Mon Petit, she is again pure and innocent. And I feel like you know we know that Pepper's storyline is going to come into play mm-hmm. when um, Lily Rabe comes in in the, in the future episodes and. You know, what is it going to be again? Another innocent. You know, all of these innocents that are part of their their band of characters, are they the ones that are going to be threatened? Because mm. we haven't really seen much action from the people that have caused trouble. Obviously, we know that Stanley is now after Jimmy, mm-hmm. and we know that Jimmy has, you know, killed Ooh. people. He's uh, been a hooker. Like Jimmy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> His lobster. At the Tupperware party. I forgot about that. But who's actually harmed somebody at this point besides Dandy? And Jimmy did it out of self-defense, sort of. Ish. Ish. Revenge. Revenge-ish. Um, those are all ishes. But, like, <laughs> Dandy outright does it, right? But I mean, who else? Stanley hasn't necessarily hurt anybody yet. He plans on it. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know what he's done in the past, also, because it seems like... He- Esmeralda and Stanley travel to multiple places and they, they really don't talk about the past or even their past relationship. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think or we know. Or how they came to meet. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I hope we find out because it seems like he's a big bully. He does seem like a big bully and Esmeralda's ready to run and away with Jimmy. what does he have on her too? You know what I mean? Like what is mm. she, why can't she just walk away from this situation? She doesn't seem like she's enjoying it. 
Good question. You know, she obviously she wants to run away, but when they came together, like we don't know anything about them. Like, why is this pretty girl with this this gay guy, this gay guy that has Who this apparently has a huge huge wiener. ding dong, <laughs> and he's all about Sorry. like you like, know finding freaks and petrifying them and sending them to the museum. I mean, there must be an alternative lifestyle for her. Yeah. Well, there has to be another way for him to make money. You would think. You would think. I have a feeling it's going to come out. I'm going to save it for predictions. You do that. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Good. Do it. Um, who haven't we talked about? Uh, Bet and Dot. Mm-hmm. So this episode. Oh, wait, wait. Before oh. we move on, I wanted to talk about Esmeralda. Oh, no, you go ahead. I thought we hadn't talked about her yet. Mon Petit. Yeah. We spoke about her. I'm happy she's alive. But what I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought about, like, what happened to her. Should we? I thought we saw her pour, about to pour from Elderhide. She in was there. about to. Like, what do you think happened there? I mean, her conscience. It just seemed like that moment in particular. She'd already committed. I was really surprised that it hadn't happened. She just looked her in the eye, the pretty little butterfly. Like I she know, was like, she was so her. cute, waving so her little cute. arms. John also pointed out that Dell hurt some people. Who is another character yes. we did uh, not see tonight? Yeah, he hurt the poor doctor. Thanks, John. Thanks again, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carrying on. Sorry to interrupt. Carrying on. So dandy, dandy, and bet and dot. Now I was a little confused in the beginning of this episode okay. because my DVR did not tape the fact that bet and dot were dropped on Dandy's porch. Uh. Um, so I was like, wait, how did this happen? But I'm intrigued. It was like the last two seconds. <laughs> yeah, um, you gotta extend it. I knew that when the diary was introduced, it was definitely going to come into play. I didn't think it was going to come into play this soon. Was anybody else shocked that they revealed in this episode her secrets and at the same time Dandy read her secrets? Yeah, I thought that was soon, too. I mean, it seemed like, okay, the diary, the lock, this is going, you know. No. No, you're not surprised? Not at all. Oh. Some things about this show surprise me. Things like that don't. Only because why introduce it and why have them sitting in the house writing in them mm-hmm. if he's not going to catch them and he's not going to want to read them. Or just them so like, soon. Or just so soon. You know what I mean? Like, he's, quote unquote, in love with them and he's never, how does he describe it? He He's a barren desert and they're a glacier of, a stream of glacier water. Essentially. And... I mean, that's very romantic. He really mm-hmm. thought in that beginning of the episode <laughs> when his mom serves him a dish of condoms mm. at the dinner table um, in order to prevent any more psychotic freak breeding mm-hmm. in the family. He yeah, really yeah. believes that he's in love with them and that he's kind of been cured of his predilections. Well, here's what I'm going to say to that. I feel like he's fallen in love with Bet. Yeah. And Bet has fallen in love with him mm-hmm. or what she wants, the idea of him. And Dot being who Dot is, he's like trying to convince her. Mm-hmm. He has to sell her on it. Yeah, which is why he gives her money when she laughs at his jokes and and why he says you can have anything you want, Dot. She dangle he dangles the separated conjoined twins article mm-hmm. in their faces, puts ideas into their head. Okay, so here here's where things in my brain about separating them went haywire and Oriana explained it in a very interesting way so I'm going to have her explain it and then you guys, our fans can chime in as well um, so <laughs> why are you looking at me like I'm that? waiting, I'm okay. waiting so we separate the twins right? if we want to separate Bet and Dot um, we they only have one body but they got two heads so one of them is clearly going to die which made 
not very happy when she found out one of the conjoined twins died <laughs> in that story. Um, so you separate them. One of the heads has to come off, so one of them has to die. But they have two hearts. Mm-hmm. So how does... If that heart dies, right, inside the body, won't it... Won't the narcotic flesh of a rotting organ destroy the rest of the body? So my answer was, I think, yes, they would have to be separated first, mm-hmm. essentially, so that the the side that's going to live can be, like, sewn back together because they share a circulatory system. So, so the blood the runs blood. through all of them. Right. I think that's my problem. So if you have I a don't dead, know what a circulatory it, system is. So just the blood <laughs> the blood that's flowing <laughs> through the you blood in that your pumps. veins. Okay. But so the idea is that they share, they have all these veins and arteries that are shared. That's mm-hmm. going to be the really hard part to separate them. But if one side is dead, there's this necrosis, it's going to essentially poison the blood for the other side. Right. So would the heart, the heart would also have to come out and the extra set of lungs lungs, would have to come out. Basically, they would have to connect the circulatory system. So after snipping it, they Mm -hmm. would have to reconnect it to one person because it needs to flow in a circle. This is a very fancy surgery for the 1950s. There's no way. There's there's no (laughs) way. And you know what, too? These, the the twins that were mentioned in the article were separated as infants. Mm -hmm. It's way different dealing with an infant than it is dealing with an adult. Yes. Um, you know, going through these things. Obviously, they don't have the technology. We know now that Mm -hmm. they can, they can, it's still a very risky surgery, but they can separate. Mm -hmm. Depending Um, on how they're connected. Exactly. So, I just, you know, Dot was just so thrilled when when she had that, I guess it was another daydream mm-hmm. where she was in the, you know. and, and I Ji- go by Dorothy now. Yeah. And Jimmy walks in and says, sorry about your loss. And she's just like, uh-huh. I'm so happy. Now <laughs> yeah. I can have you all to myself. Ugh. Dot is such a bitch. I, listen, <laughs> but, but my thing is like, how are they going? How do you guys think that they are going to come into play? You know, now that we know they're taking a walk, Jimmy knows that they're there. Mm-hmm. Dandy has the scissors. Mm-hmm. Is that what that was? I thought it was a knife. Oh, oh, it was a knife. Sorry, it was a, it was a big knife. Uh-huh. So, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I- Jimmy comes to get them, and Dandy lets him have them, sort of. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what the assumption that we're under. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the only predictions I have on this topic are due to the preview we saw. Okay, mm-hmm. so we won't talk about it just yeah. yet. But they're going to stay alive. They, they have, have to. to stay yeah. alive. Yeah, they serve so much purpose in this story. And here is what I am going to say. So, based on what I know about the real life Hilton sisters, which technically these Bet and Dot are based off of. Loosely. Loosely, because they were in the movie The Freaks, the Hilton sisters were, um, Daisy and Violet, and the character that they played are who Bet and Dot are loosely based on. So, and the two characters have very similarities to the girls' lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hilton sisters' lives. They... After um, sort of like vaude, they went into vaudeville because they were singers and they were performers. And after they sort of um, went into the freak show world after vaudeville, um, they had been taken care of most of their lives and then were finally on their own and sort of like went 
crazy. Oh. Not crazy, but like they hadn't experienced life to the fullest. So I have a feeling that they're going to find a way to get rid of... I mean, this is sort of a weird prediction, but they're going to find a way to get rid of Elsa and take over... Hmm. So it's there. ...the freak show so that they can run it. I can totally see that. Right? They need to find a way to work together. And, and hopefully they do by the end of the season. You know, we see that their personalities are completely opposite and... They have pretty much worked worked against each other in every aspect. Bet and dot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So they do need to find a common ground and yeah. they do need to work together before anything can happen. Well, and I'm guessing that once, I mean, who knows, but once they see this side of D&D, mm-hmm. they may agree that he's crazy and they don't want to be with him. Yeah. You know? I mean, Bet looked alarmed. crazy beautiful. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, you know who I was I'm really... I was disappointed this episode, mm. not only because the story was a little meh, mm-hmm. but, you know, Del wasn't in it. Yeah. Desiree wasn't in it. Gabourey wasn't in it. Oh, my God, like, look at you. Come on. All over the place. I know. But it's, but it's crazy because those are some of my favorite characters, and I get that they were, you know, showcased... Um, you know, a lot in the the last episode, mm-hmm. but it's weird to sort of like build relationships with these characters and then them just not being there at all. No reference of them. You know, uh, Desiree's storyline last week was huge mm-hmm. and we don't even see her in Ethel's trailer when Ethel is decorating the cake. You know, she says, I'm leaving you, Del. I'm moving into Ethel's trailer and like, they're going to be, you know, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> so, okay, so I that's interesting. You said that. So, one part of me thinks I'm wondering if they're accommodating production like other people's right. production schedules. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I totally agree with you that well, what it is, feels less what? of a family. You know what I mean? Like you, they're all stuck in this like marsh swamp land. Like where so are they? Where are exactly? Would, where sh- are they? It would be more intimate if they were all there, and it would feel more like it's supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. But also like what happened last episode? Matt Bomber dies. Dell doesn't appear this episode when his lover has gone missing and so they're gonna save that obviously for next week but it's just weird when they have such like a monumental moment like a death a big death and the way dandy showed up at the end of the episode covered in in blood blood. yeah but at the same time i can understand why they want to give each character their due and Mm -hmm. so they want to make it like a clean pristine story but i agree jillian's face was like whatever i hate it (laughs) i totally agree with you just to have desiree sitting in the trailer Mm would have made it or just like a one-liner just like a throwaway it doesn't even matter of story yeah exactly i mean we I, i you know Dell not being there doesn't bother me because we at least know where he is when he's not at the camp now. He's at the gay bar. Okay. Drinking. Uh, but you know, like, just a throwaway line would have been nice or, you know, what happened to, you know, Gabourey? She called. Obviously she's gonna come back because well, maybe her she's mom, on her way. Yeah, well, I definitely think that she's, she's on, her on way. a train and they don't have cell phones. By yet. the way, okay. I don't remember your name, Fan. Send me the most amazing uh, tweet that was saying essentially, like, I love how you called out Gabrielle Sidibe for just playing herself. And he <laughs> yeah. said, you, she literally phoned it in. I think that was everything, guys. I think that was everything. There's a couple things I wanted to mention. One was just that we got a little history on the pinheads that mm-hmm. I feel like will become important at some point. Point about Pepper. They're related. They're brother and sister. Yeah. And that uh, Elsa said she's, she rescued them. They were starving, gnawing on rats, mm-hmm. and covered in feces and urine, and their own sister. At an sis- orphanage. At a, or at an orphanage because their own sister 
to hadn't even wanted them. So clearly they were in absolute abomination of mm-hmm. an orphanage, of an experience. And we do know that in Asylum, didn't Pe- wasn't Pepper accused of killing her sister's kids? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like this information is important. I know. It's going to come back at some point. That Now we have a little bit of backstory to know they were in squalor mm-hmm. when they were rescued and why... Maybe they end up in asylum or whatever. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, I have some I don't think news so. and gossip. Okay, then let's jump in. I'm going to look Oh, there is one other thing before you start your news and okay, gossip. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. Elsa <laughs> called the uh, Betten Dot a hi- the Hydra, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> and if you don't know what a Hydra is... Look, Look it up. It up. <laughs> uh, all right. So I read a really great Wall Street Journal article. I know we talk about how much we love Finn Wittrock. Mm-hmm. He's been great this season mm-hmm. as Dandy. Amazing. Um, funny backstory as to how he got on American Horror Story. He was working on the Normal Heart. David and I both saw Normal Heart, and I don't exactly I remember do not him. remember him. But um, if he, like, okay, keep reading. But if he says it, it happened. So He <laughs> says it, it happened. But he also said that he had just lost a whole bunch of weight for that movie. Well, for a, a movie before that. Right, and he um, kept the weight off. So if, like, take 30 pounds off that guy, I wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, exactly. So he says that basically when he was on set of Normal Heart, um, he was approached by Ryan Murphy and Ryan basically said to him, do you want to be in the fourth season of American Horror Story? And he said, okay. Yeah. And that was it. Done deal. Ryan delivered two scripts to him. Sign the contract. Basically, I mean, who's going to turn down Ryan Murphy, right? Yeah. Uh, listen. And then actually, um, I'll, I'll tweet this link to the Wall Street Journal article, but the whoever was asking the questions, what a sassy minx. He, he said, <laughs> he, he basically, so he called Dandy an adult baby man child who kills people, which I think is the most accurate description that we have heard of Dandy yes. so far. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Dot calls him a man child mm-hmm. in this episode also. In right. the diary. A man boy, right? A man boy, yeah. yeah in the diary. Mm-hmm. So, it's listen, it's a, it's a great article if you want to find out more about this guy. He's been on soaps. Mm-hmm. He has been on TV. He's been around. We just haven't seen him shine as bright as he does on and this show. And what a performance. Oh, I my mean, gosh. I feel like what he steals the show every yeah. episode. Who knows? Emmy. Oh, look at you. Speaking of Emmys, yes. um, I did tweet out an article that was on E! But I don't know where it was actually originally sourced from. Um, that just an interview with Jessica Lange. Not, nothing really juicy in there, although it, she discloses a lot about her experience on set, how incredibly exhausting it is, mm-hmm. um, and how demanding essentially every role is Mm -hmm. and that singing really took it to the next level of exhaustion in the sense of preparation and performance um and that it also talks about how ryan murphy wants to have her back next season which she does not really respond to she said before that she would do this season and then that was it right did you see that last season but People change their minds. People do change their minds. You pay them enough. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, she's making a pretty petty other day. Yeah. Tonight's talks- song was September song. That's what we did not discuss. That's right. Frank 19, Sinatra. Uh, it's originally from a musical from 1938 oh. called The Knickerbocker Holiday. Okay. So the song is oh, actually jolly. very jolly. Um, very appropriate, I guess, for the time. And it's been sung by... Everyone. Everyone. Everybody. Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby. Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. I mean, it is. It's a crew. Jessica Bing, Lang. Jessica Lang. <laughs> Bing Crosby actually recorded it twice. Yeah. So. It's a hit. Great song. It's a hit, people. Um, what were you saying? I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, I Nothing don't remember. important. Nothing okay. important. Shall we predict? Great. Let's jump into predictions. 
flash, flash, lights. Flashing. Light, light. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. You? So you we saw a brief preview. Uh-huh. Um, most of which I did not catch because I was writing notes. But I know that Dell is going to use his strength again. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what happens with him and Desiree. I, I want mm-hmm. to see what happens when Dell finds out that his man has gone missing. I feel like he has an anger issue beyond our knowledge. You think? Completely. Okay. Uh, the depth of the anger issue is beyond our knowledge. Oh, okay. So I I want to know who he's going to kill. I think to find out where this guy disappeared to. I think it's tall lady. Mm. Just by the top. Oh, she wears the, that same red top right. every episode. I was thinking from the preview, I thought it might be um, Desiree. Desiree. Because he okay. can't stand, he doesn't want her to leave him. Right. And he's going to do whatever it takes to stop. That's my prediction. And maybe she found out about Andy. Maybe. And I don't know. I feel like there's so much is left open-ended at this episode that mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even want to make predictions. It's like too exhausting. But the one thing I've thought about is Jimmy and Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get to run away. No. No. That's not, not going to happen. That's not happening. The one prediction that I have. Okay. So Stanley has sort of rubbed us all the wrong way at this point, And we mm-hmm. sort of don't know where he fits in, except for the fact that we know that he wants to kill somebody mm-hmm. and make money off of them. I have a feeling that he, someone's going to see his ding-a-ling. Ooh, and we want him to be a freak. And he's going to become part of the freak show. Or... Him and Dell meet in the gay bar. <gasps> they do a little, and then Dell brings Beyonce. Them to the group they show. do. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, what do they do? <laughs> they get a little. They bang David. <laughs> okay, thank okay? You. they bang. Thank you. That actually might work. That could work. I don't know because obviously Dell is strong. Uh huh. Yeah. And- did you see who? Uh, Stanley was going for his Zeus. And who Dell was going Del's, for? Yeah, they have the same type, but they I don't like know if they're the, uh, each other's type. Well, maybe Ryan Murphy is the same type. Maybe. <laughs> With himself. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think those are my only predictions. I mean, from the preview, we sort of saw like Stanley giving away the fact that he wants one of the freaks dead, but I, we right. don't see who he's telling that to. And we don't see who he's holding Esmeralda. up a gun to, so. It's probably Esmeralda. Oh, I bet you it's Elsa. Ooh. Because she is ruthless at this point, and he knows that. She'll do anything. Interesting. So, we'll see. We shall see. All right, I guess we'll have to wait and see till next week. Where can everybody find you, ladies? Before I say anything, I want to give a super shout-out to our super fan and super friend, Nick. It's his birthday today. He's watching right oh, now. Happy, oh, birthday. happy birthday. Um, I'm Oriana Leo. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Oriana Leo. Instagram at Oriana Leo. I'm all over the place, but I would love to be your friend, so please find me and we'll chat. That was so cute. That was really cute. Oh my gosh. I meant it. Oh, good. Well, guys, I am Jillian Leff. So happy to be back this week. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jillian Leff, on Facebook at Jillian Leff Official. And I also host the How to Get Away with Murder after show at 8.05 on AfterBuzz TV tomorrow night. That is a very specific time. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram 
at you can call me Skiff, and I also want to be your friend. <laughs> so chat with me. Um, from everyone here at the AfterBuzz TV studios, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.